0: Hello and welcome to the Mountbrook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary, and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Saturday, September 23rd. Happy Saturday. I hope you're having a wonderful, relaxing day where you can read God's Word, do something for exercise, maybe have time with family or friends, anything that might point you back to gratitude. I hope that you get to experience something wonderful today. We are in Matthew chapter 14. This is the death of John the Baptist. And then we'll read another psalm of David today, Psalm 27. We are reading in the New Living Translation this week. The death of John the Baptist. When Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, heard about Jesus, He said to his advisors, This must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. That is why he can do such miracles. For Herod had arrested and imprisoned John as a favor to his wife Herodias, the former wife of Herod's brother Philip. John had been telling Herod, It is against God's law for you to marry her. Herod wanted to kill John. But he was afraid of a riot, because all the people believed John was a prophet. But at a birthday party for Herod, Herodias' daughter performed a dance that greatly pleased him. So he promised with a vow to give her anything she wanted. At her mother's urging, the girl said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a tray. Then the king regretted what he had said. But because of the vow he had made in front of his guest, he issued the necessary orders. So John was beheaded in the prison, and his head was brought on a tray and given to the girl, who took it to her mother. Later, John's disciples came for his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus what had happened. John the Baptist is one of my favorite figures in the New Testament. He prepares the way for the Lord. He baptizes the Lord Jesus. He still has disciples, but he points to Jesus as Lord. And then John is imprisoned because he is speaking the truth about righteousness to Herod and Um, You know, we want to write this story differently. We want John to ride out in glory. We want him to be kind of like the mentor cousin to Jesus. And then Jesus shines brightly as Lord. But this is a picture of reality that oftentimes things don't end up as we imagine they will. In fact, John was very confused when he was in prison. He sent some of his disciples to ask Jesus, "Um, are you the Messiah Or should we wait for someone else? Because I kind of thought things were going to work out differently for me if you are the Messiah. Two things from this. One, it's okay to doubt. John the Baptist, a righteous man, doubted the Lord. He was confused. And it's okay for us to have seasons of doubt and for us to welcome people who are doubting into our lives so that we can hopefully encourage them in the Lord. And then in that little episode where John's disciples went to Jesus, he doesn't leave John in the doubt. He then encourages him with a word about what he's done. Remember, we were in Matthew chapter 11. Jesus says this to the disciples, go and tell John the things that you hear and see the blind, see the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. And then he says this little statement, blessed is he. Who is not offended because of me. And that is my prayer for us today that just because things aren't working out exactly like we thought that they should or would, that we don't lose faith in the unfailing love of the Lord, whose greater, grander purposes are oftentimes mysterious to us. On that note, we'll we'll turn over to the psalm. Psalm 27 continues to remind us of that unfailing love as the psalmist David is wrestling himself with what it means to follow the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, When my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in His temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord, be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path. For my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands. For they accuse me of the things I've never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Thank you for listening along as we read God's word together. I love how the scriptures help us to see the gamut of emotions from the doubt of John the Baptist when he is in prison to this psalm where David is, is making himself confident again as he recalls the character of the Lord. He wants to see the Lord's goodness. He's reminded of the fact that The Lord is his fortress. He's the one who protects from danger. At the end of the psalm, I love verse 12. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. I often pray this prayer in relation to situations where I would love to see the Lord do his work of redemption now. That he would be about the work of changing hearts and lives and situations. And so pray alongside me today that we might see what we're praying for according to the Lord's will in the land of the living, that he might provide in those ways. And then, verse 14, help us, Lord, to wait patiently for you, to be brave and courageous and wait patiently. It is Saturday, so we do want to pray alongside the persecuted Christians around the world. Specifically today, we want to pray for those in Afghanistan. What does it mean to follow Christ in Afghanistan? Well, Christians cannot worship openly there. They worship in homes or in small venues, and evangelism is forbidden. So Christians and seekers are highly secretive about their faith or their interest in Christianity beatings, torture, and kidnappings are routine for Christians in Afghanistan. And so we want to pray alongside the Afghan church. In Afghanistan, 99.8 people are Muslim, and both local and national governments are highly antagonistic towards Christians. This is all information from the Global Prayer Guide for the Voice of the Martyrs. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to read your word and to reorient ourselves around it. Gather our scattered senses and help us to focus in on praising you for you are our fortress. Lord, we bring before you situations where we would love to see your redemption in the land of the living while we're still alive, just as Simeon wanted to see your anointed one before he died. We also know, Lord, that your will is the most important thing, and so we pray according to your will that you might do what brings about for our good and your glory. Help us to wait patiently for you. We pray that for our Afghan brothers and sisters who are following you, albeit in secretive ways. Encourage them, Lord, through your Holy Spirit and through the prayers of the people around the world. We pray, Lord, that you would be about systemic change in their midst and that you would help them to know your love even when they have reason to doubt, like John the Baptist did. Strengthen them, encourage them. Help them, Lord, we pray. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our strong rock, the one in whom we find our refuge. Amen.